listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. One. Win championships, you've got to have a championship organization. Brexit. What a pass to Anders. A cane follow. Boy, branch fires. He converts. Rhymes again. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pod Slamajama presented by Apollo Media, all Houston, all original. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Andy Anas and I spent the past two seasons covering UH Athletics for the Daily Cougar the student newspaper at the University of Houston. And you can find me on Twitter at Ayana's underscore five. And I'll toss it over to my second host. And I'm your second host, Dayan Dunlap, the color commentator for all home games on UH Women's Basketball broadcast on ESPN+. Plus. Also do play-by-play for Texan Live, Vibe, and LSN Sports. You can catch me on Twitter at Dayan Dunlap. That's at D-A-Y-O-N. D-U-N-L-A-P. But before we get started, please be sure to follow official Apollo media account, Apollo H-O-U, as well as hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We will greatly appreciate it. And for today's episode, we have a special guest, Ty Dillard, who has spent the past seven seasons. Did you just complete your seventh season? Or is it going to be seven years? Yeah. You yes. just completed your seventh season? I did just complete my seventh. Yes, sir. Cool. Awesome. Uh, with the University of Houston women's basketball coaching staff, Ty Diller, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your time. And Dayana, I'll toss it over to you. I'll let you ask the first question. And I guess before we start, I mean, it's Coach Ty Diller, Mouton, right? Make sure we add that last name. <laughs> thank <laughs> make you. Sure we get it. Okay, make sure we get it. Okay, make sure we get it right. And I mean, just to start, um, I covered this past season. I've been covering Houston since 2016, and I've mm-hmm. seen the elevation as far as the, the program growing. But you've been inside, and you've been there since 2014. What has it been like actually helping from you seeing the program grow from where it started to where it is today? Oh, man. You know, it's it's just to start off, it's been great to see where the program has come to where it is now and even the you know the hills and valleys throughout these last seven years um it's just been a great feeling um you know a great feeling of growth and um progression um and you know from 2014 to now like all it's been a lot of work and you know a lot of blood sweat and tears and you know a lot of great times a lot of times of learning and and growing and growing pains but um it's just been a great seven years and just seeing the young ladies you know when they come in their freshman year to when they graduate um that's always a great feeling to see how they've developed and how they've grown into you know being a great young woman and this isn't your first stop you actually coached at utsa and you um, USC, if I'm not mistaken. And we always ask players, how do they get better? But I'm interested to hear, how do you feel you've gotten better as a coach? Yeah, you know, I was I was at UTSA for five years, um, you know, being there in San Antonio and I'm from San Antonio. So it was great to be home coaching and just learning 
you know, the game at this level as a coach, um, you know, being the comfort of being at home. But I think when I went over to USC after my fifth year at UTSA, I went to USC for a year and that was just a really, really good growing point, you know, for me personally as a young lady and as a coach, um, you know, going to that level, I was able to network, um, be able to be in the fire at that level, um, just learning on the court, off the court. Um, and then from there, I also went to USC and I mean, uh, Ole Miss in the SEC. So again, another growing point in the growing year um, in another really, you know, conference that's super competitive. Um, but, you know, each year um, since leaving UTSA and, and growing as a profession in this, um, this field and coaching world, um, it's just been a blessed feeling, you know, um, you know, with growing, there's always moments where you're like, Oh, I just want to go back home. But, you know, you've got to stretch and you've got to grow and you've got to spread your wings. And I've been allowed to do that and have the opportunity to do that. And, you know, each stop I've had, um, it's just been a good opportunity to meet different people, um, in that area, in this field and, you know, just continue to grow on and off the court. You know, you just touched on a little bit about your journey. I'm, I'm more curious about this past season, obviously with the circumstances with COVID and everything, uh, how challenging, how different was this past year for you as a, an assistant coach? Oh, you know, I, I think with me, things were a little different in that, um, you know, I'm, I'm helping navigate with the other coaches, helping to navigate these young ladies through a, a year of, you know, unprecedented events, you know, no one, knew how to prepare for this, but I will say our training staff did an, an excellent job getting us prepared and keeping us uh, disciplined as far as uh, dealing with COVID. But me personally, as a mother, um, as a family woman and having to kind of navigate life with a child in school during COVID, as well as navigating life in the season with, you know, 18 to 22 year olds, it, this year was a, a real challenge. Um, it tested me in a lot of areas, but I, with my faith, um, you know, I prayed every night and, you know, it's just something again, that it's another knock on us developing more character, um, as an individual. And, you know, I always say hats off to the young ladies this year. Um, they were very disciplined and, um, very together on, uh, staying as connected as possible and trying to do all that they can, all that they could to stay COVID free, you know, things happen, but you know, for 18 to 22 year old in college, having to be told to stay in your dorm room, you know, we're, this is our little bubble. Let's stay in our bubble. It's really tough because you really want to experience that college life. But again, the girls did a great job of staying disciplined in that aspect. Um, and then me as a mother, it, um, I really had to do a lot of balancing, um, you know, thank God for coach Huey, um, and him being a family man, he understood, you know, everything I was going through. So there were days I'd have to bring my son to uh, campus so that we would do his schooling um, before practice. And luckily during practice was his lunch and nap period. So I would let him just kind of run around the gym since he didn't have class. And then uh, once his class started, we'd get him back, you know, logged into his Zoom sessions. But I will say, you know, when three o'clock hit four o'clock, uh, this mama was tired, you know, dealing with the five-year-old and having to, um, uh, help him with his virtual learning and then as well as coaching and um, all the responsibilities and um, making sure the players were good and, and comfortable and um, doing everything they needed to do. So this this was a, a 
an extreme amount of growth this year. So, but I wouldn't take it back. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about um, our players, our coaches. So it, it, it all worked out in the end. I can't imagine how challenging it must've been. Like what you just said with all the hats you, you had to wear at once, you know, but, oh, yeah. talk, uh, but talking about the, the challenges you had with COVID going back to, you know, the basketball sense in, in the season, you know, despite all those challenges, this team had a, a really good season. One of the best in a, in the last few years, you yeah, know, we did. Yeah, we did. I, I, I really want to say we were super connected, you know, from the moment, we were told we needed to, you know, the stay at home orders back last spring. Um, you know, we had we were on Zoom pretty much every day, just, you know, really staying connected. Um, I know the girls really stayed connected in the dorms when they were together. And so I think that that attributed to uh, the year that we had because we were super connected. That's one thing that kind of stood out to me from afar was the chemistry and the seemed like the likeness among the players. Um, and you touched on a couple of things that I kind of have questions about just going back to practice because I was able to talk to Coach Shu before each home game. He would always talk about that competitive in practice and how the players competed in practice and how you push, mm-hmm. y'all push the players in practice. What what was it, the difference this year as far as the, the team actually buying into the culture and the, um, the foundation you guys trying to build? Can you talk to more, more about that culture, that togetherness from practice yeah. to the games? Um, yeah, I, you know, I think a couple, you know, I think a few things kind of tied into it. I think, you know, players that, um, you know, return, the returning players, you know, they, they're, they're really competitive and they know that the last couple of seasons, you know, we really didn't reach the potential that we could really have reached and the level that we should have gone. And so, you know, they kind of made vows at the end of, those seasons saying, you know, we're going to go further next year. Um, and so that, you know, really brought out a lot of leadership and, you know, the re- those returners and um, brought out that competitiveness in practice. Um, and then again, you know, last year or the year before last, we had, you know, those players that were sitting out from transferring who, you know, were pretty instrumental in a lot that we did this year too. You know, I think if we would have had them, that year before um, it would have helped out tremendously as well, but, you know, getting them this year was uh, very crucial for us um, because they've, you know, played at that level. They're super competitive. They want to win. And so that, that helped out a lot, but um, I really think just, you know, again, they, they all just coming together. They all came together and just said, you know, this we're going, we're going to do a lot better this year. You know, we're not going to have, you know, any upsets. We're not going to um, have any, you know, shortfalls or anything. And so, and and it showed um, again in that spring and summer, the way we had to kind of arrange our workouts, it showed because they were really disciplined in what we needed to do. Um, A lot of individual workouts and they all worked really hard in their individual workouts. So um, I think that's what attributed uh, to the success of this season. You know, this might be a, a hard question to ask, but is there one moment in particular this past season that stands out above them? Like, you know, whether it's like a, a win or just anything in particular? Uh, I just felt like every game was such an exciting game. You know, the energy was just so different um, at each game. Um, you know, I guess, you know, South Florida was a great win at home, um, you know, those, the power five wins that we had at home, um, were big, but again, 
they all, all the kids were just high energy and bought in. So I, I can't really say there was just one moment because, you know, again, even though we had a good season, you know, we still had our, you know, moments where we had to learn some things and go through some growing pains. But I, I guess I really can't pinpoint just one particular moment. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe if there was one and it was, uh, it was right before we played Auburn and we had an early morning shoot around, but we actually didn't shoot around that morning because it was going to be an early game. And we came into the locker room and when we walked in, uh, Brittany, uh, on Yeji, she, she started some little song that the girls like, and they got, they turned up and the energy was wild. And so I was like, Oh man, this is going to be a good day. And, you know, after the Auburn game, it was a, a good day, a, you know, a good game. And it just kind of spearheaded the season. But um, even OU, you know, OU at the start of that season, just the way they came out the gates. Um, but again, like I said, everyone was connected, uh, disciplined about doing what we need to do as far as, you know, staying COVID free as much as we could and just working hard on the court. And uh, I think I, I think it was Brittany Onion Shay. Um, we interviewed her, and she talked about one particular moment in film. Coach Lee was mad, and she said, "You came in and lighten up the mood." I can't remember exactly the Megan Thee Stallion song, but she said you started singing a song, and Coach Lee kind of started smiling and lighten up the mood, and that was kind of yeah. like a, a key. I can't remember exact the song it was, but she said. Mm -hmm. From that point on, it kind of like everyone kind of bought in that chemistry. Then we start seeing those um, yeah. videos you guys were putting out. And so I'm kind of just rambling yeah. right now because it was in my head once you said that. But um, also, just continuing the basketball talk, player, player development has been something that I've noticed has been well from, especially in the guard position. I know you work primarily with the guards from Angela to Jasmine, now to Diamond. Then we saw Layla grow throughout the entire year. What have you yeah. seen from the collection of players? And also Julia Blackshaw, I can't forget her as well. Just from those yeah. guard perspective, just helping them grow. You talked about their competitors wanting to come back and go further than what they did the previous yeah. year. You know, each the players that we get in um, that join our team, you know, they all have just special gifts that they're good at. And, you know, as a you know, when you're developing them at the collegiate level, you don't want to take that gift away. So it's like, you know, we're going to let you do you. Um, but, you know, we'll still kind of uh, develop, you know, some aspect of their game towards how we play offensively. And so if that's you know, getting up more outside shots, more, uh, you know, quicker outside shots, um, you know, like Diamond, for example, she's, you know, the three-point shot, she's good at. So now we keep developing different things towards the rim for her. Layla, you know, she's she's got, uh, you know, various levels of where she can score. And so it's just uh, her recognizing, you know, when she needs to pull up or when she can take it to the rim. Um, but we, we really, you know, let them do what they do because, you know, you don't want to um, hold back any player in what they can do. Juju, we know she likes to get to the rim. So we're going to let her get to the rim. But, you know, throughout these four years, it's been like, okay, let's keep progressing to getting you, you know, comfortable shooting outside, not saying you have to shoot it, but, you know, we've worked on mid range a few summers, you know, this summer what you know, been trying to extend out to that three point for her, but that's, you know, we don't expect her to shoot three, but if she has 
an open shot, we want her to feel comfortable shooting it and not saying, oh, no, I can't shoot it. You know, we want her to feel comfortable. But again, it's just a matter of letting the players do what they do, because that's what we recruited them for. But then just kind of expanding on some things that kind of gear towards what we do offensively. How has the recruiting process uh, changed from the old High Fives Pavilion now to having the new facility that you guys have? How has that helped you guys recruiting? And what is your um, recruiting pitch? Because we spoke with um, Asia Thompson, who's coming in this year, and she said it was really a family atmosphere and it was all about competing. So what's like you guys pitch recruiting and how has it changed over the years? And now you guys are a growing aspect. Is it more like, hey, come help us build? And then she also mentioned Jordan was a huge um, thing for her as well. Yeah, you know, um, I, I know I had talked with Chris about this, and I know Hawkeyes has a lot of history, and you can't really beat out history um, because so much history has been um, poured into Hawkeyes. So many great players came out of Hawkeyes. Um, I know with the renovation into Gavi Lewis, it's definitely helped out, um, especially with a lot of the local kids. Um, you know, a lot of times when we've had parents on campus that are from Houston, may have even went to U of H, they always bring up how the campus used to look. And so then when they get on campus and they see how much it's grown and how the um, facilities have been updated and grown, it's, it's exciting for them. Um, and they know that, you know, their child will be, in great hands getting developed. Um, you know, as far as recruiting the pitch, it's, you know, it's a matter of, you know, we're wanting kids to come in that's going to work hard, compete, and, you know, want to ch- win a championship and, you know, on those same lines, you know, build a legacy for themselves. You know, um, uh, you've, we've got a lot of programs in the state that have, you know, just great reputations. Um, but, you know, you, we, we tell them to go somewhere where you're going to build and you'll be remembered for building, you know, this championship legacy. Um, and so that's that's kind of been big for us as well. In just a moment, we'll continue our conversation with Ty Dillard, an assistant coach for the University of Houston women's basketball team. And you're listening to Pod Slime Jamma covering your University of Houston hoops. Looking for a better way to rep H-Town? Be sure to check out ApolloHOU.com for Astros and Rockets apparel you can't find anywhere else. Use promo code LAUNCH for 10% off at checkout. Apollo HOU, all Houston, all original. Continue our, our conversation with assistant coach Todd Dillon Mouton, and you touched upon something that was about legacy and building a legacy. You actually have a legacy of your own because you can get out on that court and get busy. Uh, and you play, played at Texas in the WNBA. And from then, I'm sure it's a huge difference from then and now. What is your thoughts on how the notoriety from the women's game is growing? And, you know, well, first, let's just start there. Is it a difference between when you played collegiately and pro to now as far as the notoriety? What do you think about it? Oh, I, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, social media is a big thing. Uh, we didn't really have social media when I was in college uh, or in the pros. I think Facebook was just getting started when I was leaving out of college. So just the ability to have things spread really quickly um, through social media versus, you know, having to sit in front of the TV and wait for a commercial break or, um, you know, see an advertisement for any sporting event, um, I think has really helped the game tremendously. Um, and then even now, I think it's great how a lot of players use, you know, their their platform to uh, advance the women's game. Um, 
I think that's been really key as well. Um, but yeah, when I was coming up, it was more, you know, you're going to watch Fox Sports, see which games come on, or you had the TV guide and see which games came on. You know, Ty, you, you kind of touched on with, with the recruiting trail and, you know, your experience both playing as a pro and, and your whole coaching staff. I'm curious, when you're on that recruiting trail, does does having that experience, how big of a difference does it play? And do you do you kind of use it to pitch uh, student athletes? You know, I, I'm actually not the type of coach that talks about my playing experience. Um, I, again, I like to focus on, you know, just making sure that the players know that, you know, you're going to build something that is unique, unique in the individual for you. Like you'll be remembered, you know, with the success that we have. Um, I think, you know, when the girls are on the team and I talk about my experience and the amount of work it takes to get to certain levels of the game, I think, you know, that's when they start buying into it. Um, just because, you know, you'll have some players that want to do it. Um, and then, you know, not realize that the amount of work it takes to get into it. Um, but, you know, once I tell them the how competitive it is at each level versus whether it's in the league or overseas, um, I think that's when um, the players really kind of start paying attention and, you know, um, being more curious about it and, and really wanting to do a little bit more um, to get to that level. Uh, following up with, with what you just said, obviously you spent – Four years at UT, you graduated with a degree in kine- kinesiology. Uh, yes. I'm curious. Well, one, let's start there. I'm curious. Have you has that ever? Have you used that in when as a coach or anything? Has it come in handy as a coach in any way? Uh, you know, I when I got to college, I actually I wanted to be a. Uh, I actually wanted to go into uh, the medical field and be an OBGYN, and then I had a few science classes, and it was didn't really pan out for me you know I did what I needed to do to pass them but um I think once I started you know working basketball camps and I really I really loved working camps and working with the kids then I really started getting into coaching um and then with kinesiology it's 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 a wide range of things you can do with kinesiology um so I had I chose kinesiology um and then you know after playing in the league I started coaching with it but um I guess the the basis of it was getting that teaching certificate. I started trying to take classes more towards getting my teaching certificate so I could coach um, in the state of Texas. And you just mentioned levels. What's the next level to reach for the women's program? Um, I know you meant it. Well, that South Florida win was a huge win, but in my, in my opinion, that loss to Cincinnati for me was a letdown because I, I'm just such a, a huge fan of you guys. And of course I'm a Houston alumni myself and I just expected a win. And I think from my opinion, that win would have got y'all potentially in the yeah. tournament. So just what yeah. was the vibes like after that? What did you, you guys and the team learn from after that having highs and still having to maintain that yeah. just going forward? Well, you know, it was like you said, um, we it was a, a big win against South Florida and then we turned around and had Cincinnati. So it's like you've got to stay, you know, focused and, um, you know, get that next one um, that I think that loss did, you know, hurt us. Um, but, you know, the kids still stay positive. They still were, you know, just ready to do whatever uh, we need to do to try to get 
you know, uh, a for sure nod into the tournament. But I yeah, the next level, I think this year, I know they're they're really hungry to get to that tournament. Um, we had them watch the selection show um, and then being at the WNIT and advancing, you know, uh, they, they want to be in the tournament. So I know this year they're very hungry. Um, I think with the additions we'll have, you know, will definitely help us as well. And with everyone returning, you know, I, we pretty much, you know, we'll, it, I think we'll reach it this year with what we have returning and what we have at now. I've been out on the record saying I expect you guys and you guys will be in the tournament. But you just mentioned you got a lot of key additions coming in. Just talk to us mm -hmm. about some of the additions that you guys have coming in. We actually have um, – we spoke with Asia Thompson from DeSoto. She played with Bria. And you guys have mm -hmm. Kendall Brown coming in, who also played at DeSoto. Yeah. And also Miss um, Tara Young from LSU and a few other players. Just talk to us about the new additions that you guys have coming in and what you guys expect from them. Yeah, no, we, um, you know, starting with our freshmen, um, the lone freshman we have coming in in Kendall, you know, she's she's had a phenomenal senior year. Um, DeSoto had an awesome year winning that state championship. And so we are excited about her. You know, she's coming from a winning program, coming from, you know, an intense coach. Um, so she knows the work it's going to take. And so uh, looking forward to her coming in and um, contributing. Um Aisha, again, both of them, they all played together, her, Bria, and Aisha. So they all know each other. They know the work it takes. They know how to handle, you know, if coach gets intense, they know how to handle it. And so we're we're excited about those three and them bringing that, that winning pride um, into our program. Um, Tierra, you know, we, we, we had recruited her out of high school. And so we know what she can do. We're excited about what she brings to the table, to the program. Um, she's very competitive and a, a prolific, prolific score. So we're looking forward to that. Um, and then Tamara and Fatou, Tamara coming, Nard coming from a Juco transfer, you know, she's pretty versatile down low, uh, you know, she's got a knack for rebounding, getting to the rim. So we're excited about getting her in and, um, you know, having her just kind of take over in the paint with rebounds and, and drives and everything. And then Fatou is a, a very experienced post player. She's a veteran. Um, she's already started grad classes. And so she's going to bring another level of maturity, um, another level of leadership and, you know, the skill set that she has on the court again with her and our other bigs and uh, Tatiana and uh, Jasmine, you know, it's, you know, again, just getting them in and out, getting that production in the paint is going to be crucial for us. So we're, we're really excited about all of our players coming in and um, can't wait for the season to get started. Right, real quickly, I wanted to go back to last season, the ending in particular. Obviously, you guys didn't make it to the NCAA tournament. You did make it to the WNIT, and you guys actually got to end the season with a win. Does that yeah. – is that good, like ending the season with a win? Do you feel like that carries over throughout the offseason uh, workouts and stuff like that? Or is it, you know, this is nice, but that was last year. Now we have to focus on this year. Well, no, I think it's I think it's twofold. I think, you know, not a lot of people end with a win on the season. Obviously, the only people that win are the ones that have won a championship. You know, mm -hmm. most people end on a loss on the season if they haven't won the championship. So it was a really, really good win, you know, again, against a Power Five conference, which was big. Um, but I think, you know, the girls aren't satisfied with that. I think they they want to be in the tournament. And so this summer is going to be real big for us as far as, 
you know, the development and the girls putting in the work and extra work and, um, you know, just every day making sure the next day is better than their last day. Um, you know, no steps backwards. You know, we just got to keep grinding and, um, you know, just pushing and, and competing and getting ready to make that tournament. You know, it's, it's not going to be easy, an easy year. Um, our conference, our schedule is not going to be easy. And so they understand that and they know the work that we've got to put into it. I know, you know, with what we have returning, we have a lot of people that have played, you know, at some level that, you know, if they're transferred in or their returners, they've played. So they know what the expectations are and they know the amount of work it takes. You know, one follow-up I had, you you talked about ending the season with a win over a, a Power 5 school. I'm curious, when it comes to the American Athletic Conference, what are your thoughts on, do you feel like, obviously in college basketball, it's a lot different, you know, if you like compare it to like football and stuff like that. But when it comes to the NCAA tournament, do you feel like the American Athletic Conference, does that affect you guys in any way and your chances of making it in the tournament? Or is it more on individually and we just have to take care of our business. I think it's more, we just got to take care of business. You know, I, I know our conference has uh, a great amount of respect. And so it's just really taking care of our business, you know, winning the games we're supposed to win um, and then coming up with games that, you know, could go 50, 50, but um, it's just, the you know, at the bottom line, take care of your business. You know, you don't, you, you can't rely on the reputation of your conference. You need to take care of business. So. Yeah. I, uh, I saw your conversation with Chris and uh, he mentioned that I mentioned that I feel like who would I feel like is going to have a breakout season. I mentioned Jasmine Lewis just simply mm-hmm. because I sent, I saw her freshman season to her sophomore mm-hmm. year to how she at times she first she played more minutes and longer stretches in her sophomore year. But there were times in games where she actually dominated inside in the beginning. And y'all guard play is so good. I feel like if she continued to grow, I think she can have that next step. But my question is, Coach Huey told us that um, Tatiana and Jasmine came to him and said, Coach, I think I played better coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard that conversation, but what, what was that like? As far as I've never heard that, I think it was just an unselfishness from them two and from the team. Yeah. Let's talk to me more about the, those two post players and the ones you mentioned that are coming in. Yeah, yeah. Jazz and Jazz and Tata, they're they're such sweethearts. They are such sweet, sweet girls. And um I think they like, you know, kind of getting a feel of what the game and what they need to bring when they get out there. Um, but I also think you know, certain games are just better matchups for each post. Um, you know, Jazz has, you know, there's certain games that she just dominates in. And then for Tata, there's just certain games that she dominates in. So I think a lot of times it's a matchup thing. Um, but, you know, they they kind of just kind of have a mindset, like, what do I need to do, you know, to make whatever's happening better? Um, and so I think that's why uh, they kind of, you know, express that they were better coming off the bench. When the players returning, what are you, what are you looking for to see from them grow? For me, calling all of the home games, I saw a maturation from Layla in the open mm-hmm. floor often early in the year. She would either drive or go too far and turn the ball over. Then as the season went on, she started to make more plays, whether it be for herself or for her teammates, not turning it over, just 
and also from Diamond and other players. What are some of the things that you're looking forward to, to see um, them grow going into next season? Yeah, you know, with the guards, I think it's just recognition. You know, um, I think Diamond does a good job of recognizing when she needs to score and when she needs to pass. Um, Layla, again, as she's growing from a freshman to her sophomore year, she's going to, you know, continue to recognize that. But um, and in Taylor and um, Juju as well. And, you know, Brittany recognizing when, you know, she's got an open shot to take or when she needs to um, either get to her pull up or reverse it. Uh, that's going to be the biggest thing that we work on this summer is just um, game recognition and um or shot recognition and shot selection. Um, but again, you know, if you're feeling it, we're not going to hold you back. So, you know, we let them kind of uh, play their game. And then a lot of times, you know, film's not going to lie. So we'll do a lot of film sessions just to kind of show them. And then they, they learn a lot from watching themselves on film as well. So it'll be a lot of film this summer. Um, and then just a lot of uh, getting a lot of reps of shots, you know, within our offense and shots of things that they need to work on. Coming right up, we continue our conversation with Ty Dillard, an assistant coach for the University of Houston women's basketball team. You're listening to Pod Slam and Jam. Looking for a better way to rep H-Town? Be sure to check out ApolloHOU.com for Astros and Rockets apparel you can't find anywhere else. Use promo code LAUNCH for 10% off at checkout. Apollo HOU, all Houston, all original. Continuing our conversation with assistant coach Ty Dillon Mouton and continue with our basketball talk. Um, the staple, correct me if I'm wrong, for the women's program, to me, from what I watch you guys, it starts on defense. You guys get after it defensively and get in the pass lane, causing turnovers. But just talk to me about that mentality. And we hear the word culture around a lot about the men's program. Talk to them about, about what the culture is exactly for the women's program. Well, yeah, like you said, defense is our staple. Uh, coach likes to start every practice with defense first, um, just because, you know, the way we play, a lot of teams can't um, mimic it in their practices. So we start with a lot of defense um, and just getting after it. So the culture really is, you know, being competitive, um, working, working hard, you know, and, and trusting and protecting and empowering each other on and off the court. So that's, that's been the, the uh, culture that we've been, you know, um, creating um, since we've been at U of H, but yeah, coach starts with defense every practice. And one thing Coach Reed told me, he said Coach Sampson came to maybe one or two practices and said, you know what, Coach Reed, you guys work on a lot of defense. You're really good defense, but they don't keep track of stops on the scoreboard. At some point, you got to score some baskets. That was kind of like a funny story he told us. Is there anything as far as like, have you had any conversations with any assistants or Coach Sampson? Have you learned anything from them, especially with Coach Sampson so much, so much experience? I, I've, I've been able, I like sitting in on their practices when I can get over there and, you know, just watching the intensity that they have and um, just the execution that they have. I really like um, taking that, taking that in, watching them. Um, I know coach has watched a lot of their workouts and he does, you know, meet with uh, coach Sampson and, and get, you know, ideas and pointers and stuff. But, you know, when you sit in on their practices, I really love just the intensity and um, the uh, 
the attention to detail that they have. Talk, talking more about Ron Huey, I'm interested. What what is he like? And you know, when you first joined the program, what was what were his kind of selling points to get you here at U of H? Oh, I've known Coach Huey um, since I started coaching. He was probably one of the first coaches I met while on the road uh, when I first got into coaching at this level. And so uh, when he called and said he had gotten this head job and, you know, he wanted me to come on board with him, uh, I was excited just because it was, you know, a chance to get back closer to home. Um, You know, like I said, I learned a lot while being at USC and Ole Miss, um, but, it, you know, just to get back closer to home was just a great opportunity um, and, you know, an opportunity to build something with him and see his vision and, and you know, work to get his vision, you know, into um, in form. But um, he, he didn't, he didn't have to sell too much, you know, once he called, I was like, oh man, Houston, okay. Cause growing up and when I was in high school, I I was recruited by U of H. So I've always known about U of H. And when I started coaching, I always said, you know, U of H would be one of those schools I'd like to coach at, you know, at some point in my college coaching career. You just touched on your, your experience as coaching in in various different universities. You know, do you have head coaching aspirations or what, what do you like being an assistant coach more? What, what are your future plans? You know, I, I, I tell people, I don't, I don't have a strong itch to be a head coach yet. Um, you know, some individuals are really, um, I guess not pressing, but they're really wanting to be that head coach. I I haven't had a strong itch. Um, I like being assistant and trying to, you know, help coach Huey and any coach I've worked for, you know, uh, get their vision out there. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm not rushing to be a head coach. (laughs) What does the Jordan um, sponsor, does that kick in this next season? Yes. Um, I believe it believe it starts in July. How big do you think that is as far as for the program? Just having that Jordan. I know it's not that many women's programs that are sponsored by Jordan. I can't remember the top of my head, how many programs, but uh, to me, I think that's huge. And Asia Thompson, she said that was huge for her because she's never played like really in Jordan and been in Jordan per se. Oh, no, it was, uh, you know, the girls were super excited to become Jordan. Uh, when we had told them about it, they sprinted to the locker room. So, you know, it's just another, um, another testament to how, U of H athletics is, is expanding and how the program is expanding. And so it's just exciting times to be, you know, over here at U of H, you know, at the corner of Cullen and Holman street. So. <laughs> you know, one follow-up question that I had, obviously with, with your playing time at UT and as an assistant coach, you've have plenty of experience being in that NCAA tournament, even getting to a final four from your perspective, what is it like playing in, in an NCAA tournament? Uh, how different are the games and just being in that pressure situation? What is that like? Oh, well, you know, it's in the tournaments, one and done. So you're trying to do whatever you can to, as the slogan is, survive in advance. Um, and then, you know, as a player, you know, once you advance, you've got one day to prep for the next team. And so you learn a lot. Um, about handling pressure as a player when you're in that situation. And then as a coach, again, making sure you're, you're, you're preparing your players 
to be ready should you advance. Um, but it all goes back to your trainings um, prior to the season started starting. You know, it's it's not something that you've developed throughout the season. You know, there's been a lot of times when you've been working out by yourself, doing extra things um, that summer uh, going into the season that's preparing you for that opportunity in the NCAA tournament. I know we talked about earlier about the notoriety and just the coverage from women game is going up. I'm interested to hear from you. Is there anything that me and Andy could do covering the U of H, even specifically you guys to help push you out a little more? I think y'all doing a great job. You know, um, I'm excited to see you guys uh, always talking about the team, you know, when y'all tweet about us and, you know, I've seen you guys on the, uh, the feeds and everything. I, you know, again, it's, you know, once being in the city like Houston, you know, you can attract, you know um, you know, you try to attract as many fans as you can. Um, But uh, I think you guys just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep pushing it out there, talking about it. Um, You know, if you want to, I guess, you know, talking with Coach Huey, maybe coming by practice and, you know, talking with the girls or, you know, anything that's going to keep pushing us. But I, I think what you guys are doing has, has been great. You know, on that question, I, I kind of want to turn it a little, turn it around a little bit towards you. Um, what do you feel that you guys can do to get more of the, the students to come and watch your guys' games. Uh, you've mentioned the, the USF game, which was the big win for you guys this past season. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot more that there are a lot more students that, that should be able to fill in the Fertitta Center, especially, you know, where you guys stand right now. It feels like you guys are at a turning point where, you know, you guys yeah. could be one of those top teams, not only in the American Athletic Conference, but a top basketball program in the country. You know, I, I think, you know, with us being able to go back to face-to-face classes this year and the students being back on campus, um, you know, just getting out there and getting schedules in their hands and, um, you know, trying to entice them, you know, to come on out those doors and come to the games. Um, you know, but I think, you know, it'll be just making sure that they know that the games are going on. I know our marketing's done a great job of putting, you know, uh, uh, you know, announcements out when we were, you know, face-to-face and students were on campus. But this year, you know, again, just getting out and um, letting them know when, when games are, uh, the girls, you know, that when they're in classes, you know, kind of letting their classes know when games are, um, you know, sometimes you have to go grassroots with it. Um, and then just uh, having constant blasts of information so that the students know that, games are going on, coming over, it's free with, you know, with your student ID, it's free, so come on in. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also think with you guys just continuing the trajectory that you're heading, when you right. keep then, winning. Yeah, winning. Yeah, keep yeah. winning. That'll, you know, winning will get more people in the stand, so that's what we got to keep doing as well. For sure, and with winning and success comes expectation, and I, I feel like you guys are ready for that. I'm excited for this upcoming season. For the Cougar mm-hmm. fans who just may not have be tuned in, just sell the program to our listeners, to you, um, the Cougar fans all over Houston, why they should come in and support you guys. 
hey, it's it's a fun style of play we're playing. The girls are great. They're energetic. You'll love them. They're personable. Um, and it's a great family environment. So come on out, you know, bring your kids, um, you know, stay after the games. We'll, the girls will come out and talk with you. But um, it's, it's a fun style of basketball and we get some good games going and, you know, just want to have those fans out there and and rooting us on to a championship. You know, I, I got a, a few more questions. One more general about the American Athletic Conference. Obviously, this past season, you guys finished third in, in the final standings. I'm curious, and from your perspective, what do you feel like, um, I guess, that leap that you guys need to do to be on that level with, with UCF and USF? What what do you feel like is, is something you guys can grow on for this upcoming season? Um, I actually think, you know, what we have this year coming in is going to, I think will help us get over that hump. Um, you know, we've got some great guards coming in. We've got some more uh, bigs coming in that are going to help control that paint. So I think that's, what's going to help us get over that hump this year. Especially you see uh, coach Huey said yeah. he has that game circled every year because they beat you guys at least what yeah. seven, eight times in a row. So specifically, yeah. I know coach Huey, he said he's hyped and he's, ready to compete against them for himself. So I'm excited to see you guys continue and hopefully yeah. um, beat them. <laughs> yes, that's, uh, we are too. That's, that's, that's what's, you know, that's that hump we got to get over right there. No, I got one final question on my end. I, I remember before this past season started something that Ron Huey mentioned a lot was, and you kind of touched on it a little bit um, at the beginning of the podcast, but you guys kind of dubbed this, this past season, the redemption year. And obviously mm -hmm. a lot of it has to do with, like you mentioned, you had a lot of players sitting down, you guys had injuries as well. And you guys delivered on, on what you guys said in the preseason and building up to the season. So I'm kind of interested to, to see for this upcoming season, is there something maybe if you guys I guess what's the what's the goal would be a Broadway but what's what's the feeling going into this upcoming season is it you know win the American Athletic Conference be on that level is that the the goal that you guys are aiming for yeah that's the goal you know winning conference and getting to that tournament getting to the NCAA tournament that's that's the goal you know we don't have to separated or dissected that's the goal win conference get to the NCAA tournament well definitely thank you guys on the right path um again we want to thank you for joining us taking time out of your day and um especially because you were a d9 you're a delta i'm you know the part of the greatest fraternity in the land cap alpha side so gotta oh, give that shout out for sure <laughs> divine nine yeah, like Dayon said, we, we greatly appreciate your time. And, you know, I guess one more thing I, I want to ask you before I let you go. Obviously, with, with the point you guys are in the year, it's end of May. You guys are about to, when June starts, I believe June, early June, you guys have set for the new players to come into the university and kind of, you know, you guys greet them within your program. I'm curious, what, what do the summer months look like in terms of workouts for the players you guys kind of ease them in or what does it look like for new players joining the program? Um, well, June will be a lot of introduction and um, getting their routine going, especially with the weights and conditioning 
and on court um, with freshmen, it'll be them getting used to, you know, college level of work and managing time and workouts and everything. But, you know, this summer will be different from last summer because, A, you know, we can get back to doing group and team workouts. So that'll be great for us um, versus, you know, just having just individual workouts um, last year because of COVID. Um, so June will be a, a heavy month of that. July, um, we're back on the road recruiting. And so, uh, you know, there'll be a few weeks of uh, heavy, you know, court work and but more so conditioning and strength training when we're on the road recruiting. And so, um, you know, it's kind of the newcomers. We got one freshman that's coming in that it'll be new to, but, you know, with our transfers, they're, they kind of know what it's like coming in for summer workouts. So it, it won't be, you know, an eye-opening experience for them because they'll, they'll know what to kind of expect. But, um, you know, it'll be, it'll be a lot of learning and um, the girls, you know, just figuring things out and, you know, just making sure each day is better than their last day. And I actually just have one more question. I know Brianne Brown was the strength and conditioning coach. She left and the new coach, her, her name skips me. Remind me, please. Uh, her name is Autumn Long, uh, Autumn Longwood. Um, yeah. how, how has she been just adjusting coming over? Autumn Lockwood. Oh, she's great. You know, she's high energy. Um, I know she's looking forward to this off season workout. Um, she came kind of in the middle of the season where, you know, strength training, you know, we're kind of doing more maintenance type of things, but off season, you know, it's going to be her, it's, it's her season, I like to say. So um, she's looking forward to it. I know the girls are looking forward to it, um, but, you know, we love her energy. She's young, she's vibrant. And so I'm looking forward to seeing, looking forward to seeing what she, um, what she gets done this summer. Well, again, we want to thank you for taking time out of your day, joining us. Being a coach, a mother, we know it's a full-time job year-round. So thank you again. Okay. Thanks for having me. That's going to do it for today's episode. So if you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. Be sure to follow at Apollo HOU for blogs, merch, video, podcasts, and more. Original Houston sports content not found anywhere else. We'd like to thank again Ty Diller for joining us. Thank you to the listeners for tuning in. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back on our next episode of Pod Slamajama covering your University of Houston Cougars.